0: Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. My name is Rashida Jeremiah, and today I am joined with
1: Ralph Nyoni,
2: Danalia Frey
0: Our topic for today is Lose to Win Again. Today's quote of the day is taken from John 12, verse 24, and it says, Jesus said, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will by no means produce fruit. Black and white, short and tall, big and small, lose and win. In most cases, opposites cannot coexist, but in order for us to grow in Christ, we must lose to win again. Our conversation today is broken down into three segments. Uh, The first section is start losing. The second section is lose and keep losing. And the third section is the blessing. So thank you guys for joining me today on I Testify. I'm Mm -hmm. very excited for us to get into this conversation. (laughs) So um, we're gonna start in the first section, which starts with start losing. And I just want us to open up with uh, a Bible verse. So, Ralph, if you could read for us Hebrews 11, verse 24 to 27.
1: And it says, By faith Moses, when he was to come years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches the treasures in Egypt for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward by faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible
0: alright thank you so I just want to open this up with a general question for you guys What, what is happening in this in these verses that you've just read for us what's going on
2: Moses is basically deciding to not be identified by who his parents are, instead to be identified by who his heavenly father is.
0: Do you have anything to add?
1: Um, I can see that he really doesn't want to be mixed up with anything that's going on in Egypt, wants to show his own image as a person and who he really is Mm -hmm. and where he comes from. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So would you say that in in this experience that Moses was having based on these verses was he winning or was he losing? Like what what was his position?
2: He was losing his earthly family in terms of the Egyptians, but he was winning because he was gaining his father in heaven.
1: Mm. I would say the same. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So then just another question, um just kind of segueing a bit. Um there's there's in there's a theme or an underlying question about self-denial as we can see that's going on with moses he's denying self as as you kind of explained just now um so just for everyone listening and for ourselves what does it mean to self-deny
1: just not having confidence in yourself
2: okay i think when it comes to like our relationship with god If we deny ourselves, we're not denying God. But if we deny God, we are defining our—we are um, losing ourselves Mm -hmm. because our identity is based on God, whereas His identity isn't based on us. Mm
0: -hmm. So losing for a greater purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see so then reflecting on ourselves reflecting on your own personal life and you can choose to share an experience if you'd like or or just even just reflect and just answer straight up are you choosing to live a life that is based on self-denial what does that look like in your life
2: it's hard in this society to kind of deny yourself because everyone has their eyes on you Mm. And if you publicly choose to deny yourself by something that people can't see, it's almost like they're saying, if you identify yourself by that, we can't see you. Mm -hmm. Because if my identity is based on something I cannot see, even though I believe in it, others aren't gonna see me anymore, Mm -hmm. which is something that is hard to do in this society because for us to get anywhere, we have to be seen by certain people in a lot of situations.
1: For me I would really say that um I don't really deny myself I wouldn't deny God as a, either but I know that moving on that like there's always somebody always somebody that's going to be there to to say something and I know in myself who I am and who God wants me to be and I'll continue on that path.
0: Mm. So are there any personal experiences that you may have where you felt as though you have lost in order to win? I know it's kind of like a a tricky Mm -hmm. kind of question. (laughs) It's like, what does that really mean? And we're going to get into it. I just want to know, like, before we dive into this conversation, like, how would you answer that question?
1: For me, I would say, like, everybody knows me as a music person. Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, I've gone through a lot of things where I can say, like... um, like where I felt like I just need to give up music, music wasn't for me, or like I like there was no other way if I couldn't like do hip hop, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, mm-hmm. but there's always a way like I lost in that sense where I couldn't do hip hop what I really wanted to, but I could do it in God's way, like I could spread it in a different type of way, how God wanted me to do it, mm-hmm. you know
2: mm. Mm-hmm. When I, was, um, when I was in elementary school, we had this thing called sports day. And this girl um, and I, we'd always alternate in terms of who won which year. And I kept losing. I lost two years in a row to her in the 100 and 200 meter. And though I kept losing, I remember there was a car ride home and my dad was like, you keep losing because you keep looking to your left and to your right, instead of looking at the goal. Mm. So even though I had lost the race, I gained so much knowledge that allowed me to win the next time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the examples I can use.
0: So kind of segueing into then um, our second part of this conversation, lose and keep losing. Um, I just want us to look towards uh, Mark chapter 8,
2: verses 34 to 35. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Mm -hmm.
0: So this is a very loaded set of verses. There's a lot going on here, but let's first start and focus on saving your life. What does that mean? What does it
2: mean to save your life? I've been a person that's always been bad at saving money. So I kind of look at it in that sense where I have to put aside specific things because in the end, when it's time for me to use it, it will work. So whether it's, maybe I have to put aside like an argument I could possibly have. I'm just gonna, instead of doing that, I'm just going to continue on so that I can gain more things instead of slowing myself down, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I see it as like, I feel like when it says that it's saying like I can protect myself I can do all things myself like I don't need God I don't need him like I I can do it all myself like it's me alone like I did this for myself I'm the one that got me to where I am today like mm-hmm. God had nothing to do with that like in this situation when there was somebody that could have killed me i'm the one that got myself out of it god didn't do anything and that's just me saving my own life and not thinking about hey like this is actually what actually happened god is the one who was there for me Mm -hmm. at the start
0: so then what what is the consequence of relying on that type of mentality so um i did this for myself i was able to do this without god's help like it was all me what 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 are the long-term consequences of that
1: I feel like God, I, God always teaches the lessons in your life. Like He always puts something there for you to know that, like He is real. He is something, somebody you should not be playing with. It's, God is He's He's greater than all of us, mm-hmm. and like we have to understand that when we say "I," it's it's something that offends Him. Because we know that Jesus is in our hearts, but we choose to think that it's us alone. Mm. And so in the long term, I feel like God would would show us that like, yeah, you may have had all this for your life, but sooner or later, it's going to come back to haunt you.
2: There was a time where I basically broke my ankle, ended up having to have surgery and screws and whatever. And in that time, at the beginning, I had crutches and I had to learn to rely on these crutches. And I see as if I decide to depend on myself, Mm -hmm. if I hadn't depended on the thing that was given to me to help me to stand up, to help me to move forward, I would have been in pain Mm -hmm. because I would have had to put pressure on something that wasn't strong enough. There are parts of us, parts of our lives, of our personality that are not strong enough for us to rely on. But we're literally given like crutches in a sense, whether it's our relationship with God, whether it's the Bible, whether it's devotionals that we can rely on that will help us to stay upright and to move forward.
1: Mm -hmm. Saying like there's there's a wrong way to do things and there's a right way for money, for instance, how to get your money. You can work hard for your money, get an education, get a good job. And but there's some people out there who are doing the wrong things, maybe selling drugs, doing all this stuff. And I feel like that's one of the things that like some people they like say like, Oh, like God didn't help me with my education, didn't help me with this. So like this is my only resort of getting money. But mm-hmm. sooner or later it's gonna come back to you when like you ended up getting caught. And yeah. like now, you have to go to jail, and you have to you have to suffer the consequences of what you've done. When before you could have asked God for help, you could have kept on moving, you could have got that education and been a better person, got the money the right way. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. So essentially, what I'm understanding is that in trying to uh, take matters into your own hand and save your life for yourself, mm-hmm. um, the consequences in the long term is that you lose. You lose in terms of, um, in the example, you use the money that you've now uh, collected is not honest money. And now, like, as a result, you're now either in jail or, like, have a community service or whatever, whatever other yes. co- uh, consequences yes. there may be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, um, is it better than to, based off of the scripture, to save your life or to lose it? I just want you to read again for us, verse 35. And I'll repeat the question for y'all one more time. So if you could read verse 35, please.
2: For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So then the question is, is it better to save your life or to lose it? There are some specific words in here that say, um, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels. Yes, we're supposed to lose it, but what are we losing it for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we losing it so that we can get the end result or are we losing it because we're supposed to? Mm -hmm. Are we letting go of things because it's what's going to help us, help us in our relationship with God, help us to grow spiritually, or are we doing it because, hey, maybe I'll make it to heaven. We have to make sure that we're doing it for God, for his name's sake and for the gospel's sake.
1: I think people take... Um, like this verse, they'll read it. Like some people will read it wrong, like saying like, oh, lose his life, like lose my life. Like I don't think people realize what they say, like lose my life for God and the gospel. It's basically saying like, am I all for God? Like mm-hmm. is everything I think, everything I do, everything I touch, is it for God? Do I, am I doing the right things in this situation? And people have to realize that like, I'm not. I'm not proceeding with my life yeah. if God is not in it. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's really going to change if God is not in it. Things can happen, yeah, great things can happen, but it's not just you; it's God all the way. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember that God is the main priority for you.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're all saying then that it's better to lose our life. So let's just look at that in the context of life because this doesn't just apply to our spirituality um, and, and choosing to you know, allow God to uh, be the steer in my life, the one who's leading. This also applies to different aspects like in school and in work and, and um, extracurricular activities. Like, How then are we able to demonstrate this ideology of losing to win within those different aspects of our lives?
2: academically or maybe people are in leadership positions etc you have to like let go of pride you have to let go of anxiety you have to let go of fear you have to let go of self-doubt for you to be able to accomplish something if we hold on to those if we save those things is going to stop us well, it's sometimes going to even block God in a way from working through us. Mm-hmm. Because like we often say that like we're vessels, but if we're keeping fear, doubt, shame, everything in this vessel, how is God supposed to work through us? Right? Like when you have a filter, if it's if there's things blocking the water from going through it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. We have to let go of those things and literally just let God lead.
1: So trust, eh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I feel the same way.
2: Mm.
0: And so, what can we practically do daily in order to accomplish this um, lose mentality?
1: Main one is prayer. Always pray, no matter where you are. You wake up, you pray. You go to bed, you pray. You you're moving to a different place, you pray. No matter what, you always have to speak to God. Let Him know you're there. Let Him know that like you need His help and you you want Him in your life.
2: Mm-hmm. And sometimes people hear pray like, you know, when you're in church and then you're explaining a situation and like the old lady in church says, just pray about it. Prayer is not staying on your knees for half an hour. Yeah. Prayer can be you just saying, God, I'm upset with you right now, but I need your help. Mm -hmm. It could be you getting a piece of paper and just writing. For example, I know sometimes when I'm upset with God, first of all how could I be upset with God anyway, the audacity. But um, sometimes when I don't feel like talking to him or I literally don't have the words, I will always go to my prayer journal Mm -hmm. because I'm communicating with him in some way. We're so quick to call up our friends when there's new tea or new drama, fill god in on the tea and the drama tell him what's going on tell him how you feel like you've been stabbed in the back Mm -hmm. just it's not just about asking him for things it's literally about building a solid relationship with him just the same way that we do with friends you have to hang out with someone get to know them ask them questions find those answers to build that solid and stable relationship with him for sure so we're saying then through prayer and, your, and
0: you gave um, examples of different ways to pray. So not not only just being on your knees, but um, through journaling, like you said, um, what else can we do? What would you say to someone who um, isn't necessarily a strong believer of um, Adventism or Christianity and you were explaining to them this lose-to-win mentality? Um, what methods would you share or what would you... Um, advise them to do in order to become stronger in not only their faith but in understanding what it means to lose daily in order to win
1: um i've been told this a lot like it's it's not something particularly that everybody wants to do but the main thing like if you can't explain it yourself tell somebody to pick up the bible Mm. just let them know like Everything you want to know, if you want to know everything that I'm thinking, you want to know why I think this way, why I think God is the main way to go, pick up that Bible and learn it yourself. Because I can help you along the way. I can teach you some things, but like everything that you really want to know, if you want to know more than what I can tell you, pick up the Bible, learn, do what you do in school, mm-hmm. educate yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. It's also important to figure out who the person is. What are they into? Because if I speak to a basketball player who doesn't like math and I try to give them a math analogy or an analogy about money, they're going to be like, what? Yeah. But in a, in, like in a basketball game, you have to let go of the ball mm-hmm. to pass it to somebody else mm-hmm. who might pass it to another person for it to go in the net. You have to let go of something to trust somebody else so that you can get to the goal. Mm-hmm. When it comes to money, a lot of us want to invest, get a nice house, get a nice car. You aren't going to be able to get a car if you hold on to your money. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to give the money to the person eventually so that you can get something in return. Yeah. But the greatest thing about like our relationship with God and faith is that we've already gotten that thing in return. We've already gotten that grace. We've already gotten that peace. We literally just have to open ourselves up to accept it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, to kind of summarize what has been said in this portion of the discussion, um, we're understanding that it, it's important to lose your life in order to save it. And in order to do that, you need to be willing to. Um, give everything to God and allow God to take control and and get to know Him. Study the Word, pray, uh, make that effort to um, allow God to use you, and through that, uh, you will win in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, segueing into our last section, which is the blessing or the promise, um, I want us to turn to Second Timothy. Uh, chapter two,
2: verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sacrifice, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. That's powerful.
0: Um, I just want to ask you, what, what are we promised in this verse? What is What is the blessing that is given to us
2: that we shall be a vessel. And oftentimes we look at that as this really amazing thing, which it is, but it's also extremely scary. Mm. Because for God to be able to work through you, it might mean you have to lose a loved one. It might mean that you don't succeed in this area that you've been working on for so long. A common term term among our generation is like, you've got fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got people that are surrounding you. Not many are supporting you. But at the same time, these people are still looking at your life. And God is trying to teach those people something. Oftentimes, the things that we go through, it's not for us. Mm -hmm. God's trying to teach somebody else a lesson. Yes, through our tests, we can have our testimonies. But sometimes God is telling somebody else a story with us which is very very scary and hard yeah
1: i hey
2: <laughs> that was a good explanation did you hear that yeah she killed yeah she killed <laughs> yeah, it, she she killed killed it.
1: it. <laughs> i can't even say anymore
0: <laughs> yes um that's that's absolutely amazing uh the way you worded it you really just yeah completed there's nothing else to say <laughs> there's nothing exactly um yeah i just it just it just I really don't have anything to add on top of that. Like you, you really did summarize it um, in a perfect way. Um, I think something important to keep in mind, though, also is that um, um, we we are God uses us all for different purposes. And like you said, I'm really just reiterating what you said. Reiterating what you said. Um, I think that's something that we should keep in mind when we're on our daily adventures. The things that we do. Um, I think it's important to keep in mind that people are always watching and looking at what you do and looking at uh, how God is using you and how um, you're being a vessel. I say this all the time when I'm praying and especially like with a team of uh, like for music ministry or anything like that. I'll be like, God, help us to emulate you in everything we do that. Even one person may look at us and be blessed by what we have done for your glory. Uh, And I think that's so important to uh, keep in mind, uh, even as we go through our different battles and even as we lose, um, but then in turn gain uh, in the end and win. So yeah, that was a very, very great
2: uh, way that you ended that off and promise. We talk about like vessels and oftentimes when I think about a vessel, I think about, what's the word? Like a pot Mm -hmm. of clay, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of like what we're talking about before to let go and let God, sometimes we're broken Mm -hmm. straight up. We're broken. No one's perfect. We're all broken in some place and we're a bit cracked. Maybe we're missing something, but let's say we're shattered into all these pieces. Some of us are holding onto these pieces. Mm. You can't hold anything in a broken vessel. So we literally have to let go of our broken pieces, give them to the person in this case, it's the master. In this case, it's God. Mm-hmm. And he'll fix us. But some of us are too prideful. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I'm too prideful. <laughs> and I don't want to say, God, I'm broken. Because I have to admit that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we don't want to admit that something's wrong. Yeah. But that's the only way that we can be fixed. And we can be repaired and put together. That's one of the uh, things that when we were preparing for
0: this discussion was... Uh, studied upon in terms of losing and losing again, things like pride and earthly possessions, um, holding to the ideology of becoming someone who's well known, or like you said, someone who has fans. Um, these are all things that, like you said, these are things we need to let go of in order to let God, uh, remold us and, and, and do his work as the master in order for us to be able to do what he wants us to do. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely amazing.
1: Like I was reading this thing like Ellen G White and it was saying like like Jesus he may have lost his life, but he still won the battle at the end of the day mm-hmm. because if you see the Pharisees, they see like they got rid of this man who was exposing them for everything they've done, like the worst things. But like he died, they killed him, yeah, but he come back. He's resurrected. Now all of our sins are saved. All this is like now it's a reality like we can't like the pharisees have nothing to say now he may have lost but he still won we all still won Mm -hmm. and that's why it's i feel like it's it's a good thing
0: yeah and that's exactly it that's the greatest like story
2: that we can look at in terms of losing uh, in order to win
1: Yeah, yeah exactly
2: People say it about certain places, like I, I think I heard it said about Toronto, like you can take a man out of Toronto, but you can't take Toronto yeah, out of them, them. Yeah. so even be- <laughs> even before like he was resurrected, yes, they killed him mm-hmm. but the part of him, the small pieces, the miracles, the lessons that he taught people were still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so if everybody purpose. came together and shared all their stories and put it together. It don't matter what you do; the story's <laughs> yeah, exactly. still there. Still, yeah. It, yeah. Like even so when it. they try to um, get rid of like um, pictures and letters from the past, mm-hmm. there are still people who are going to tell yeah, the story. Exactly. Yeah. You can't rip it out of me; Mm-mm. it's it's in here. So either way, the gospel's going to get spread, no matter what you do. You going to exactly. sacrifice us all? Yeah. You going to kill us all? <laughs> exactly. Twelve
1: disciples. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um,
0: yeah. That's a, That's that's so important. Like it, it's even a method that was used. Like if we look back into the Old Testament. Um, before they had physical scriptures, um, these stories that they learned, that the Israelites learned, that that they were passed down from uh, elders to the kids. They'd sit like we're sitting exactly. here right now and yeah. just tell these stories. And these are things that you're told uh, regularly and mm-hmm. they are then ingrained into your your life like this yeah. is what you grew up learning and it's the same thing like today we still have these stories we still have Centuries. um exactly the yeah. the situations that happened back then as a guide for our lives and we're able to then learn that and still be able to share that with other people yeah. and when the time comes when we don't have like our word in front of us like you said like you can't take the word out of me. Yeah. You can't take the Toronto out of a
2: man. You (laughs) know, it's, it's, it's it's
0: in us. It's in us. Exactly. Yeah.
2: This word prepared is just bugging me. Like (laughs) it's just bugging me. Okay. Um, we often use the word prepare when we're going to like prepare a meal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've used this analogy before. I don't remember where, but each of us have the ingredients to make something. Mm -hmm. I may have the ingredients to make a cake. Ralph may have the ingredients to make mac pie. You may have the ingredients to make ice cream, right? But sometimes we go into a room filled with people who can make apple pie and we feel like, okay, I can't do this. I'm not supposed to be here. But we each have different ingredients. Some of them are similar. Some of them are different. But when they come together, it works. Mm And oftentimes, even in the process, we deny and reject the resources that are supposed to help us to put things together. Exactly. Sometimes we deny God. Sometimes we deny the elders in the church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we deny the Bible. Sometimes we brush off all the things that our parents have said. Yep. And in case of like making something, this could be our whisk, our um, spatula, our oven. These things are here for us to be able to create something. But again, we're afraid to lean on the understanding of something else and most times something that we cannot see mm-hmm.
1: i like yeah i like i like what she says there especially like with the things we have like like her you can tell she's a speaker she she can, <laughs> speak. Like she can yeah, speak Yeah, so like she like you know like she, if she she's prepared she can speak to someone and tell yeah. them what it is me i'm a music person mm-hmm. so maybe i can explain that but through music mm-hmm. in a different type of way yeah. and like it makes yeah. sense how, like, like, you can't be scared to do something because you see somebody else doing something like you feel is better. Mm-hmm. It's never better. Like, you can be the same way. You yeah. just got to put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that.
0: It makes me think about like the different learning styles. Like, yeah. I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. other people are analytical. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, how I learn is different from how you learn. So, what Denalia may do may be good for me, mm-hmm. but what someone else does may be good for you.
1: Yeah. We all I we all just have to work together. Like we all have these certain things we can do. Even if one person does something different, that's perfect. Now we can work together to make it a bigger spread. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like yeah.
0: So if you had to summarize everything that was discussed here today into one sentence, what would you say? What would you say to someone who 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 has no idea what it means to lose and win again. If you had to say it in one sentence, what would that be?
1: If I, oh, I'll never lose with God.
0: Mm.
2: This is hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess figure out what does it mean for you to lose? and figure out what you need to win Mm -hmm. do you have what you need to win now or do you need to let something go to gain it Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and that's really it um you heard it here you heard their advice for you if you're trying to understand what it means to lose and then win they've given you the advice and they've given you the tools that you need to be able to do so This is I Testify, Conversation Station. My name is Rashida Jeremiah, and we'll see you next time.
1: Hello, my name is Raf Yoni. Thank you for tuning in to I Testify. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and to keep up to date with our new episodes.
0: Available on all podcast platforms.